Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I am proud to announce that this year's Heisman Trophy winner is Baker Mayfield of the University of Oklahoma. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Coach, good to see you. Appreciate you. Thank you. You know how I feel. Boomer, baby. Boomer. Way to represent. Thank you. Way to represent. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate this. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Good to see you, man. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. And look, there you go. Thank you, Billy, for lighting the mood. Ah, you got to love it, man. You got to love it. I had a uh, seven on the uh, boomer counter there, but I don't think that that was the in- entire yeah. interaction there. Probably, uh, probably a dozen or so boomers, and I think I caught three or four Billy Billies uh-huh. in there. Yep. Um, what do you think Coach Stoops did whenever he said, uh, come on, Coach Stoops, Boomer? You think you got a sooner out of Coach <laughs> I Stoops? I don't think so, man. I think now you ha- you stand a pretty good chance of getting that, especially on the Fox Big Noon set, but I, I don't know. I'm- probably not. I almost have a feeling Coach Stoops could take over Billy's role at the Heisman uh, and be screaming Boomer. Seriously. At this point. I'm going to guess Muleshoe didn't stand up. He figured that'd give away too much of his uh, offensive game plan to Georgia if he did that, you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If I stand up, they're going to know that I plan to run a speed option to the near side in the fourth (laughs) quarter with the backup quarterback. Oh, my gosh. You're relentless. You're relentless. Well, I can't wait it to for end the, anytime soon. Can't wait for the season to happen and watch you squirm whenever they win ten games. <laughs> if they win, <laughs> dude, whatever you want to bet, I'll bet on that. Which I was clowning him earlier with Parker, and I was saying, yeah, I I tell you this all the time. Don't know why he gets such a pass for last year. And someone texted in, you know. As big of a disappointment as it was last year for OU, it would have been a massive success for USC to have that type of year. That's Great why point. he's there. Great point. Right? That's why that's that's the thing, man. It for Lincoln, if you have if you just forget all your ties and everything. And you're just coaching at a random place, place A. And place A is about to go to a much more competitive environment. And you, you're going to have to do things way differently in that new environment. It's going to be way more difficult. But place B is offering you way more money in a much easier environment. Well, yeah. That's kind of a no-brainer, but, you know, that's if you completely eliminate all of your ties and all of the people that those that type of a decision affects. So, yeah, I mean, I can 
I can understand on paper why Lincoln made the decision that he did. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. No, about it. I, yeah, it, it was scared money, is what it was. Yeah. it was scared money. I think his chance to win a national championship um, was significantly lower going to the Pac-12 than staying at OU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is. You're going to a place that has an incredibly low bar right now, and you go out and go seven and five, and it's like, hey. We made some really nice strides this year, right? We're on our way. We're on the way up. Things are th- the future's looking bright compared to you go seven and five with Oklahoma. Like, say you go your first year to the SEC and you r- roll out a, a big old seven and five, the wheels are going to come off and people are going to be really, really upset. So, yeah, I mean it. It makes sense again if you don't account for any of the strings that are attached, right, whenever you make that type of decision. But, hey, we'll see how that whole thing plays out. Again, I, at the end of the day, I'm thankful for the way that everything went because right now I, I think we are in the best hands for what's about to be upcoming for the Sooners. And I, I, think, that, I think the staff that, is, that are holdovers from, from Lincoln's tenure – I think they would all tell you the same thing. Yep. Truth serum into the vein. I think they would all tell you that Oklahoma is in a much better position right now than they were previously. OU softball is underway. So if Jossie hits her uh, record home run today, you will be the first to know about it. The game is on Bally, and I, I guess Bally was late, according to Twitter anyway. Bally was late getting the game on, so that's pretty par for the course <laughs> <laughs> Can someone explain to me what the hell is going on? I, it's been a complete disaster this year. I've never seen a major television station struggle as much as that one has this year. It, it, is, it is incredibly odd. It's like your drunk uncle won the lottery and decided to buy... Uh, Fox Sports Southwest. Are and, we sure that didn't happen? <laughs> no, we're not. And and run it from his basement. And like, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I, I forgot. I'm a little late getting up today. I'll get the game on. Hang on. I had to go out feed the chicken. Well, I mean, for the drunk uncle to get up at 4 p.m. and turn the game on, that is kind of a tough ask at times, you know? Well, I didn't say get up. He's probably has to, you know, Whatever it is he's doing, he's got to step away, okay? <laughs> let your mind Yeah, let your mind wander on, on that, that one. one. Uh, OU gets out of the top of the first because uh, they're awesome, and so is Jordy Ball. So, Jossie about to come to the, to the plate for the first time here in just a couple of minutes. You calling it today? Yeah, I'm calling it. Okay. Maybe nice. even first at bat. What do you think about that? I'll take it. I'll, I'll say I'll, it. second at bat. Second at bat, it'll happen. I'm just curious if uh, Minnesota will actually pitch to her or not, or be like all the other teams in California. Nah, oh, better not pitch to her. We'll just walk her. And that that game is here, right? Yeah, it's in Norman. Home opener. Not a great day for a home opener. No, um, no, it's, it's not at all, actually. Tyler, my son played in a baseball game yesterday. That's brutal. Which they had a tournament this weekend, and... They played in a game on Saturday afternoon slash evening that was about 80 degrees. 
And then they turned around and played the next morning, and it was 38 degrees. Man. With the wind howling, it was raining during the game. For, it's hard enough to keep seven-year-olds yes, engaged in a game. Say. Imagine whenever it's those type of conditions. And I'll tell you right now, they played a team from Norman. Uh, let's just say the weather did not affect that team at all. It was they were really impressive. Why? Because they lied about their birth certificates, and they're actually a lot older. Well, it was a bunch of teen. No, they they were uh, they were a really good. If team. we want to keep kids engaged in loving baseball, if the temperature is under fifty five degrees, we need to just cancel the little league games. Don't we're you playing think? tonight. I don't know and why. Man. It's going to be brutal tonight, and we play the winner of a game before us. So those kids are going to be out there for like three hours. Have in, fun, in the man. elements. Have fun. And it brings up a question. Does it count as a walk-off home run if you drop a bomb in a Little League game and it triggers the run rule? Yeah. Same thing? I mean, it's you, you walked it off. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's what, that's what happened to us. Uh, a kid hit a, hit a bomb to end the game. Yeah, walked off. Yeah, walk off. Uh, 15 run. 15 after three. Game over. It's pretty cool. Text line, Bally said they could air the spring game live, but it had to kick off at 11 a.m. That's what the text line says. Hmm. I don't know if that's a joke or not, but. I'm, judging by the 11 a.m. kick and the Bally's situation, there's no way to tell if that's a, a joke or not. But if it is, well done. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there with Bally's. And – the fact that the spring game is not on television, I got no problem with that. I, I, I'm not for spring game television. I know some people do that that don't, maybe don't have um, the ability, the access for whatever reason to get to to wherever their their team is. But I, I think this is this is probably going to be a huge attendance. I think as long as the weather and everything cooperates i think it i think it's good that they're kind of doing it this way i wonder if we're gonna have unrealistic expectations going into the spring game like we expect to see a team that looks like he can compete for a national championship like i think we got to remind ourselves that huh. this is uh very early on in the process with this with this thing well here's how this thing works tyler you go to the spring game saying well i just hope these guys know how to get lined up right you know they're just learning this defense that's what's going to happen early on, but after Gabriel hits a you know a fade route, you know in the corner of the end zone from about the opposite thirty-five for a touchdown, it's going to quickly turn into I think we'll win a national championship this year. Yeah, that's at least how I act as a fan while I'm at a game. <laughs> you know that. Oh yeah, you know that. All right, uh, Jocelyn Allo is at the plate right oh, really? now, and when she hits the record home run. We're going to have to have the conversation. I mean, I guess we could have it now if we wanted to. But we're going to have to have the conversation of, like, most impressive OU record. Um, Allo will have the most career home runs in a sport. You have a 47-game winning streak, which was pretty special. Samaj P. Ryan's 427 rushing yards in a right. single game. Really, the 47-game win streak is the first thing that you think of when you think of OU records. Can even an all-O career home run record match up with that? Even though college football is way different today than it was back then. It's, man, that's so hard to say. Um, They're not even pitching to her. Unbelievable. Are they really? It's 3-0 right now. 
and they just missed badly with the 2-0. Oh, wow. What, what, give me a channel check. Uh, 37, dude. Channel 37? Yep. Okay. Um, come on, just throw to her. At some point, like, I get it, you know, you don't want, um. Four straight balls, walked her. Ah, that's frustrating. You don't want to give up the award-winning home run. I understand that, but at some point, you got to challenge it, right? I'd start charging the mound every time I got walked from here on out. Really oh, kind of set the tone as to what's going to happen. Yeah. That's frustrating. Uh, you, I don't know. God. Do you think this record, though, can match up at all with the 47-game win streak, or that's just way too impressive? No one's really gotten close. I mean, people have gotten close to it before, but not not severely threatened it. It's – I don't know. It's hard to say, man. I I don't know enough about like the softball. Like there's some really good up and comers. Like just look at Jordy Ball. She's a true freshman at Oklahoma right now, and she's just she's balling. I I don't know how how many did uh, Tra Jennings hit last year. Like I wouldn't say that she's out of it. Something no, she is. Uh, she had a great freshman year. She is tied. Well, as of late last week. Probably not anymore because they didn't play games. Late last week, she was tied for the lead with nine. Right. Tied for the lead in the country. What I'm saying is, I, like, I don't know, and maybe she's off of what Jocelyn's uh, freshman year home runs were, but uh, I wouldn't say that she's kind of – she's out of the mix. I don't know. I I don't think the 47-game win streak – I don't it think will, it'll ever – I don't think it'll ever, ever go down. Especially with the, the new format yep, of, totally. of college football. Like, there's – You'd have to win four straight national championships with four undefeated seasons, and that's just not going to happen. No, no one's going to go through the best. The, the only way is if someone – I mean, dude, you would have to kind of elevate or go beyond even what Alabama has done the past decade. And I just don't know if that's possible in college football. You yeah. would have to one-up the greatest run in probably the sports history. Yeah, And that I just no one's going to do that. Way too hard. Way too uh, – not to downgrade the the record in the 50s, but there's there's way more – it's way more competitive now. And with the playoff, it just – you know, I think at that time you could only go to a bowl like every other year, right? And that, how that was done at that point. So, yeah, I don't – I don't see that. Text ever line says down. a record has to sit for at least five years before it can be talked about. I don't know if it, where that rule is. Mm. I guess the 427. I struggle to put the 427 rushing yards for Samaje in that same category, just because it it was impressive, but it was a pretty god awful performance, defensive performance by Kansas that day. Right. That that. That does need to be factored in. Well, didn't he break a record that was there for like two weeks? Uh, yeah, Wisconsin's uh, yeah. running back like the yeah two weeks before that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I will say that Samaje's record is one of those records that a lot of schools, a lot of individual players could beat. If they were so inclined to do it against one of those really sure. inferior opponents, you know, um, that doesn't mean that they will. I, you know, I don't know if anyone ever. I will say that someone eventually will, but 
I don't I don't know enough about the softball record to say like the numbers have gone up exponentially. So, but so have the 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 pitchers have always been good. But I I feel like since the sport has grown so much, there's maybe more of an overall depth of elite talent. I uh, I do not want to undersell at all what she's been able to accomplish throughout her career. I won't put it as high as the 47-game winning streak, but it's right there near the top with any other record that has been set around here. I think it yeah. needs to be acknowledged as that. No, and I think it will, honestly. I, I, uh, I feel like it will. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us on the text line. Hour number two rolls on. You can still get the best and sooner coverage on the Sports Talk 1400 app powered by OEC Fiber. OEC Fiber brings you the power of high-speed fiber services right to the front door of Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Monday, Tyler and Teddy. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff. But fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here, they're here to serve you as well. 918-282-7612. What just uh, happened in the bottom of the first of this OU softball uh, game? Bases loaded, one out, uh, a grounder to, I think it was right center, and then they scored one and someone got thrown out at home. Oh, well, Sooners up one nothing. Bottom of the first, still... Uh, Still at the plate with runners on first and second. Let's get to the text line. Can Sooners give Baylor a game or get blown out in the Big 12 tournament? OU versus Baylor. Thursday, got to win if you want to get in. I think that they can give them a game. Uh, we've seen them give them a game already this year. I, I don't know. Like You get Baylor trying to gear up for postseason play. I I guess it's going to kind of depend on on like it's going to depend on more what you get from Baylor than what well you get they're from they're they're playing for a one seed right. so I mean I hear you sometimes you see these teams their focus is way more on the NCAA tournament but Baylor's got a lot to to play for here because the number one seed to anyone's a big deal but obviously to Baylor it, it yeah. definitely is I I think it has has more to do with like like what you see from Baylor than anything it's. It's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. No, at but all. they at least have a pulse. Got an o- that was a good win on Saturday. They they played well. They they shot it well, especially Mo Gibson. And now they're not on the radar really for bracketology right now. Um, but you beat Baylor, who won the national championship last year. You give yourself a chance. Yep. Um, a lot of people seem to think that if you beat Baylor, you're in. Like. They already. It's gonna be close, man. And I know be really close. That is a, it's an OU biased thought, but you know that's that would be a huge win, and I I don't know I, I'm not counting on it, but I think that they can give them a game. Guess what they got to do, Tyler? <laughs> they got to hit. Uh, they got to hit three point shots. Huh? That's right, though. I mean, that's it. You got to hit the three. Don't turn it over, which is easier said than done. Yeah, I feel like uh, OU may have nailed the the coffin in on Bruce Weber's future at Kansas State. Yeah. Got a feeling they'll be probably looking for a new basketball coach sometime soon. Well, you did what you had to do on those those final three winnable games. You won them all. And, you know, other than the Oklahoma State game where you kind of collapsed late, um, 
you know, and you were on your way to a comfortable victory in that one. You handled your business pretty good in those three games, right? So, I mean, you're you're definitely going into the Baylor game on a much better high than than you were just um, what a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago. So you can't really complain about that, but you're still running into running into a juggernaut. We said no one would ever touch the 47 game winning streak again. Text line says whatever, shut up. Brent is going to win his first 48 and break the record. Well, you can't win the first 48 if you don't win the spring game, right? That's right. That's the biggest uh that's the biggest deciding factor moving forward. Can you ask Teddy if Charles Chicken was in Fort Gibson when he lived there? I thought yeah. it was Charlie's Chicken. Charlie's. Yeah. Charlie's Chicken. Absolutely. I think it's still there. I feel like, is it right off the highway? Yeah. I feel like my last trip to Tin Killer, I saw it right off the highway and said, oh, God, of course. Weekends, they've got a, and I think they still do a a lunch buffet during the week. And then uh, you got a buffet on the weekend. We need to do a uh, show up there sometime. God, is there? It'd be amazing. There's roll me out in the parking lot. better than an all-you-can-eat fried chicken buffet. Oh, they used to have that at the KFC in Chickasha when mm-hmm. I was a kid growing up. I feel like Sundays after church. <laughs> Look down on me all you want, but um, I could even get down with a KFC buffet. Fried chicken is. One of my absolute favorite things. And, you know, don't give me, I know someone's going to text in, well, you can get all you can eat uh, fried chicken at Golden Corral uh, uh, no, anytime. No, no, no. Not the same. Well, yeah, that that's also like a $40 a person ordeal. You think of mm-hmm. Golden Corral in a certain way, you know, but it's actually pretty, it's not, it's pretty not expensive to get in there. And, you know, the fried chicken, who knows, it may have been sitting there since lunch, all dried out by the heating lamps. It's different than whenever you go to like a Charlie's Chicken where that's all everyone's eating and they keep bringing out fresh, fresh fried chicken. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So Love it. Uh, Jaden Daniels is heading to LSU, three-year starter big. at Arizona State. I think it's big for them, too. I just... It's not a game changer, but it's big. Yeah, um, the ceiling for the, and I guess this is everyone else in the SEC West, but their ceiling is second in that division next year. I just don't see anyone really touching Alabama next season. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't. And I'm trying to pull it up here, but what's uh, Louisiana State's running back situation? Um, they, they what, Tyrion, really Tyrion Davis Price is he coming back? He set like a school record in the Florida game last year. He had a really big day. I can't, I cannot remember if he's coming back or not. But you know how they roll. They're always going to have yeah. one or two pretty good backs. One or two pretty good backs. Um, I imagine they've got some good talent at at wide receiver as well. Yeah, I, I think. I think that's that's something big for them. Yeah, the uh Davis Price kid was a was a thousand yard rusher last year and um he was just a junior, so I That's that's the biggest mystery to me out of all the coaches that were hired this offseason. I think Dan Lanning's gonna do a really nice job at Oregon. He's gonna be there two to three years and he's gonna bounce somewhere else. I think Muleshoe, this whole deal is highly, highly overrated. I think OU is going to be closer to a national championship now with Britt Vittables. 
I think Marcus Freeman is going to elevate Notre Dame. But I am very iffy on what Brian Kelly's going to do at LSU. On one hand, he was the all-time winningest head coach at Notre Dame, which means something, but it just does not seem to be a strong fit there, um, he and Baton Rouge. So I think that this is going to be, much like every other LSU head coach, it's going to be filled with a lot of ups and downs. The yep. good times are going to be pretty good, but the down times are going to be pretty bad. I agree. I It's... I think he'll do, you know, one of their problems has been feast or famine, you know. It's, they'll gear up for a championship run, but then they're they're really down after that for several years. I think he'll add some consistency for them, but the fit is just still really strange. Curious to see how that fit actually plays out. It's They, they clearly weren't worried about fits when they made this hire. It was more about what's the biggest splash hire we can we can well, make. I, I think they, you know, we've talked about this, but I think they felt really confident that they were about to get Lincoln Riley. And after the Lincoln Riley thing fell apart in front of them, I, they had to scramble to kind of save face and be able to offer up a name that's had, you know, similar success so I'm sure they just threw like the checkbook at Brian Kelly even though the fit just doesn't really it doesn't make you think like he's like the last guy I would ever think would go to LSU right but look look at their track record though of just odd odd hires odd individuals this is an odd hire to me with Brian Kelly. Now you've got the fake Southern accent going on, the dancing with the recruit a few days before signing day. But before Brian Kelly, you hired Ed Ogeron, which he is just kind of uh, you know different in himself. Before that, you hired Les Miles. You know, so they kind of have a track record for just interesting dudes that that get that head coaching job. You know, now that you kind of mention it. I would say, and I am not comparing him at all. I'm just saying style of coach. Brian Kelly is more like the Saban hire whenever they made it than anything. The Saban was at Michigan State, a total disciplinarian. At that point, was looked at by a bunch of people as, and I think people still look at him this way, but because of all the success think people have softened their stance on Saban, but at that time uh, was viewed as like a tyrant jerk, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people think of Brian Kelly the the same type of way. Yeah, because so, Notre Dame had to tell him about five years ago, hey, you need to stop cussing so much on the sideline right. during a game. I mean, his face would get purple. He would be so mad. Major difference between the two guys, uh, Brian Kelly isn't rolling into Baton Rouge with those massive – glasses like Saban used to have back in the day yeah those glasses that was were a look something. man those those glasses were perfect for the tucked in polo no belt and those short coaches shorts you know in the tall socks oh yeah just completed the look text line to recruit against LSU do you just play the weird Brian Kelly players disco videos and just say <laughs> enough said yeah, yeah I would do that yep probably so are you going to talk about Gary Patterson's wonderful pose at Woo! Texas this weekend that Man. was something 
I just all of it, man. The pose, him doing the hook'em horns in Texas gear. It just feels Texas fans can't even feel good about this one. They, they even have to feel dirty about this Gary Patterson situation. How do you? I mean, what do you think the TCU fans? The guy was there for what twenty two years or twenty three, whatever it was. How do you think they feel about that? I mean, how, how could you not feel? I mean, a little bit or a lot betrayed. I mean, he is kind of. He is TCU football. But there's they a statue. Him. There's a statue of him on campus, and now he's at all places Texas. Like, dude, go to Tech, right? Go to North. Go anywhere but the universe. Go to A and M. Don't go to Texas, man. Come on. Yeah. It's almost like Gary Patterson did that as a middle finger to TCU. Oh yeah. Uh, he has to know, and I think a lot of people said that he was really upset with the way that whole thing went down. Right. So. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, but man, that's got to be that's got to be tough for the the TCU fans. I, even if you were a fan that said, "Hey, I've I've always supported Patterson, but you know it was time to move on." Even if you were one of those fans, I that thing has got to be just I don't know. But you know they've had their way with Texas, so they probably still will. And it won't matter. Probably. He's All right, a quick, double agent. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for you coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Whether it's just quick repairs or if you need an entire roof replacement, let those guys at Roof Tech take care of you. Uh, second inning, Jordy Ball in a little bit of a uh, situation here. She's got the bases loaded. She's walked one, hit another, a uh, couple of wild pitches in there and gave up a, a hit there to, uh, to right center. So she's in a jam here, two outs, bases loaded. Um, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Tyler, man. Wow. One-year suspension at least for having bet on NFL games. Now, we can all talk about what we think should happen if a player goes through legal means to place a wager on an NFL game that he is not playing in. He was, he was away from the team and not with them, not playing at the time, had taken a leave for mental health. So he was away, wasn't impacting the the game at all. Didn't even wasn't even privy to the game plan or anything like that. So, uh, whatever you think about that, um, uh, which by the way, Minnesota just got one in there. Um, here's what I think is interesting: the NFL found out about him placing a bet somehow through his phone. I don't know how they tracked it or how they confirmed it through their through their partners, but that raises some really interesting yeah, questions. Yeah, well, maybe it me. was just uh, he was on DraftKings or something and it said, you know, Calvin Ridley right. 9 or whatever. Doesn't, doesn't have much of a, uh, uh, like a name that's hiding what he's doing, but... I don't know. I find that really interesting. Maybe and he was very open with telling other pe- uh, people that he was doing it. I, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know, but the NFL like traced it through his phone and through the app and verified it with 
their their gambling partners, which I don't know. I just think that that is really interesting, and I'm fascinated to find out how exactly all of that really came to be. Um, Brittany Griner is in jail in Russia right now. She was caught with some of those um, those vape containers that had marijuana in it, and of all the times, yeah, not a good time, and all the places, the timing could not be worse. I'm surprised this isn't getting more attention. Right. Um, it's getting some attention, but not as much as... T- like, the Calvin Ridley news is getting way more attention than Brittany Griner, a professional basketball player, being locked up in Russia during this time. Yeah. And I just... I wonder how Russia is going to, to use this. I mean, because you think that they're going to use it somehow. I, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous on, on what they're going to do, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, this happens at a time where the U.S. government has really... No way of negotiating or or anything on your behalf. It's it's going to be really tough. Typically, you'd be able to have some diplomatic presence over there to try and help help out, but this is going to be tough. I don't. I one of the like that's on the short list of places you don't want to be as a Russian. Short person. list. It's at number one. China's <laughs> number two right now. Right. So uh, I don't know. Pretty wild stuff there. Uh, Kirk Herb Street. Yeah. Joining Amazon for Thursday night football. Can we not use our imaginations a little bit? Like, why Kirk Herbstreet? What, what is Kirk Herbstreet doing right now that makes anyone say, yeah, I'd like to hear more of him, and I'd actually like to hear him call NFL games now? I don't know. And, and maybe I'm just in the minority on that, and people out there love Kirk Herbstreet, but there's nothing about this move that excites me at all. Well... I don't know. It's it's rumored that it's going to be a, a deal of around twenty million bucks, right? Which is crazy money compared. It's way more, like three times as much as ESPN pays him. And this is what I've been saying to ESPN: You better get ready that if you don't lock down an expanded playoff. And that thing goes out to uh, the highest bidder, Amazon. A lot of people think that that's that's the future. That's going to happen. Like there's some owners, I guess, some NFL owners think the Super Bowl should be a pay-per-view event, which would absolutely suck, but they could get away with it if they wanted to do it. I know I'd pay a pay-per-view for a Super Bowl, unfortunately. Yeah, and I I don't know how much it would be, but yeah. And I don't know how many people – like, you have unbelievable ratings and you get to charge a ton for that ad space, but I don't know how many people would order it if it was pay-per-view, but the revenue would probably dwarf what it is now. So, yeah, I, it's it's just a, a – to me, ESPN better take that as a warning shot that if you let that college football playoff contract expire, Amazon may just pay – Whatever amount for it, just because. I uh, only have time for one more, but I know some people were really bummed for him on Saturday night. I was not. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. 
I loved that Coach K got embarrassed <laughs> as bad as he did his last ever game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. He's painted as just this nice guy and, you know, just always doing everything the right way and treating people the right way. Now, Coach K's a jerk, and we saw it again on Saturday, walking by Hubert Davis in the handshake oh, yeah. line and barely even acknowledging him. I love it that Brady Manick was the one that got to hand him it. that uh, big old loss on the road. That Couple was awesome. Of threes down the stretch, Sons of Anarchy uh, dropping some bombs there. Did you see North Carolina flood the downtown area? All the fans. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty And wild. now apparently uh, Duke is not happy that North Carolina didn't honor Coach K in Chapel Hill last month. So they're just now getting around to saying, well, we wish he they would have honored him when we played at Chapel Hill. Which, okay, like it is your biggest rival, whatever, but are you really going to complain about it after a loss? That makes you look like a bunch of giant well, babies. Well, they, maybe they didn't honor him last month at Chapel Hill, Hill but they honored him Saturday by – Beating that ass right there in the home home gym. That's the best way yeah. to honor someone. Yeah, Duke should be upset that Duke didn't honor Coach K in yeah. Cameron Indoor. Yeah, wow, come on. Saturday. Uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty interesting. He had to go out and give a uh, <laughs> a speech. Not acceptable. Pretty wild. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman, 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City, 1430 AM in Tulsa, and 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. When the Sooners hit the diamond. Line shot, left field, base hit. Win column, Sooners, game over. We have you covered on the Sports Talk Network. That's hammer. No removal, uh, I but I hope that we don't have that issue uh, again. In, uh, I agree. <laughs> you know, in the next few months or I so. I agree. I don't know if that's what's in the forecast or not. I have not checked the extended forecast, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Cavens is helping out with snow removal at all. It Pretty temperamental around it, here lately. We won't have any snow until we've all officially moved on from winter, and then that's whenever it shows up uh, one last time. <sighs> Unfortunately. Hey, uh, our 68-team giveaway is one week from today. Uh, our biggest event of the entire year, Buffalo Wild Wings in more. And if you're one of our newer, newer listeners, it's awesome. You show up, put your name in a hoppa, if we draw your name, you pick a number on a big old giant board. Behind that number is a team. And if you get a really good team that goes deep in the tournament, well, you're going to get a really awesome prize. Right. But if you pick a team that doesn't go very far in the NCAA tournament, you're still going to get a cool prize. But not as cool as if you pick the team that goes to a Final Four or eventually cuts down the nets and wins it all. But Buffalo Wild Wings and more, same place we've always had it in the past. It's um, it's a big-time event. We're all going to be out there. So if for some weird, odd reason you've ever wanted to meet any of us in person, well, <laughs> that's your best opportunity. It's always a lot of fun. Um, tons of uh, tons of listeners show up. We, we really enjoy it, giving away the teams. Um, it's a fun atmosphere, and – I think I may, I may need to reattempt my wing challenge this year. No, nah, I'm too embarrassed from last time. I know. You, you didn't even get close. I screwed up last time, okay? I had a horrible game plan. 
Uh, I think I'm going to attempt it again. Would you like to do a tandem wing challenge? Sure. Where we attempt it together? Or Just a so competition? We can, we can yell at each other as we try to reach our goal. Yeah. I could put you on my back and carry you. I, I can't eat as much as I used to 10 years ago, so I don't know yeah. if I'd be the best partner anymore, actually. Yeah, probably not. I know last time I, I think I only got to like 30 – and I was supposed to go to like forty eight. I don't think you even got to thirty. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, it was it was right at thirty. Hmm. But I ate a huge lunch for some unknown reason. I didn't eat again for like forty eight hours. <laughs> That's how the fact that you ate that that massive lunch before that is still one of the most I interesting know. things of all time. It wasn't smart. Hmm. Was not smart at all. Hey, who uh, who made some cash this weekend in Indy? Nick Benito, Isaiah I, Thomas, Perrion Winfrey, any of those dudes make some money? You know what? I thought everyone performed really well. I thought Perrion's 4-8 is a really good number. I thought Bonito uh, posting a 4-5 was excellent. Um, Asamoah ran 4-5, which is excellent. I thought even um, Isaiah Thomas put up uh, a, a nice number. So, yeah, I, I thought everyone did did really well. I'm interested. I'm really interested in in Perion Winfrey and to see what's going to happen with him. You know, I think the I think Benito. I think Benito, both Benito and Perion, are going to be fighting some of the same issues is they've got they've got some bad film out there. Yeah. You know, um I think Benito has he's got a lot of he's got the one thing that people look for on defensive players is a motor. They want guys that are just flying all over the field pursuing the football every snap is like their hair's on fire and do you Benito, there's a lot of jogging on. Yeah, him, and I and I hear you on the motor thing. Now I'm sure their their pushback is, especially with Perion. Well, I was playing out of position a little bit, but playing out of position or not, you you got to show a better motor. Shouldn't for sure. affect the motor at all. Um, like production wise and stuff. Okay, yeah, we get that. But like, how are you pursuing and flying to the ball? That's like about what eighty percent of defense is is chasing the ball. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hours next. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you 